0: Greetings and welcome to On Frame, conversations about visual arts in Saskatoon with host Alejandro. You are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If you are interested in all their programs, you can download them on On Frame Radio. The postcards are available also on iTunes for free. Our guest for tonight is his Saskatoon artist Ian Rollinson, and he has exhibited extensively throughout the region for nearly two decades. His works can be found in public and private collections throughout North America. He is well known for his nocturnal views of the city, in which, in which familiar locales are imbued with an mood through dramatic plays of light and shadow. Recently, Rollinson's paintings have turned towards a figurative presence in the landscape. Inspired by a recent close encounter with the moose, Rolison cast the iconic Canadian symbol as an actor in his ambiguous narratives, a curious wanderer on the fringe of a seemingly unfamiliar urban setting. Welcome, Ian. Uh, thank you. Ian, what can you tell us about you as a Saskatchewan artist born in England?
1: Well, you know, one of those things you never let it go. You know, as a Canadian, it's not like Americans who will, you know, they become an American. Uh, you know, I've always considered like that was always there. The being English from England and uh, you know so yeah I know it's just been a way and I never just uh, when I living here I at the time I was still a landed immigrant for the longest time I didn't see a difference so I had my social insurance number and all that and then I went to England and then I found out if I don't come back in six months I could lose my citizenship and that's why when I went to England in 1989 it was supposed to be for a year and what happened was i came back after six months because i found out i got it and then after that i thought well you know i should really become a canadian citizen you know
0: it's interesting because you <laughs> you basically live all your life here and then you just figure this out yeah when you went there eh?
1: well, just being young you don't ever think about it i did you know you could you know but uh, it was really noticeable and when i was in england living over there i was working in a hotel and i was going to the art galleries you know go to the Tate and checking things out. And, but yeah, no, that's
0: when I really realized how
1: Canadian, you know. <laughs>
0: so that's good. So yeah. then you came back to Saskatchewan, which is your home. Right? Yeah. Where did you grow up in Saskatchewan?
1: I grew up Saskatoon. It's where I've been. My parents immigrated here in 1966 when I was a one years old. Been here pretty well, except for that times going off here and there. But, uh, so I went to, you know, elementary school here, high school here, and then went to the University of Saskatchewan, started in biology at the University of Saskatchewan and bombed. And then, you know, realized back when I was a kid that I was really good at art. People always told me that. So I went into the art program here back in 1984. And then I started going from there to about 1987. then I got kind of like, you know, restless and I wanted to go travel. And I really did want to go back to England and check it out. And then, you know, doing those sort of things, you really realize, yeah, no, I'm Canadian. I enjoyed myself over there. But, you know, I I was a bit homesick, you know.
0: Oh, That's <laughs> interesting because it's a big change, you know, even though you were born in England. In what city do you remember?
1: Gillingham. It's actually probably a part of London now. Okay. Chilling I didn't think the hospital has been knocked down now or something
0: like that oh yeah. yeah so then you just come back and you see Saskatchewan with different eyes I assume well I came
1: back and you know I was still like you know throughout the 80s there I was like a rudderless ship I really didn't know what I want to do with myself and uh, what happened when I came back and it was maybe it was a reason why it all happened that way I came back after six months and then I developed uh, a bacterial endocarditis which is an infection of my heart valve and it got really serious and that whole experience it was like I spent two months in the hospital had open heart surgery had an artificial valve put in and uh, you know I live with that and I came out of that and I came out the other end and I remember telling my mom you know I gotta I'm gonna get my degree done and I'm gonna do a B- BFA, not just a regular I was just gonna do a three-year BA just wrap it up get out of there but I went back and two I was much more focused so my grades went up and then I met some good people in the art community and that sort of from there after I graduated I got to uh, you know get to know the art community and if you're gonna be an artist uh, you can fresh out of university and you gotta you gotta get into a community you gotta know a community
0: did you find that MLA was Important in your yeah, life. Back how how then, can yeah. you just talk about that a little bit and oh, the influence of those times that you just went uh, to those retreats at Emma Lake?
1: Well, Emma Lake was at the time, it was, you know, everybody knew the history. There was a big show at the Mendel, like uh, the Flat Side of Landscape, which is all about that. So it's always it's percolating. And a lot of the senior artists I knew had been there and they said, check it out, you know, and I had an opportunity to go in 92 and then the gain in 94. And at that time, it was really, I really enjoyed it. It was interesting. And as a young artist, you got to meet some people i think in 94 i met janet fish the the american painter who i always admired her still lifes and that was cool and she was interesting and i found she dug the same things i dug and you know that kind of thing when you meet senior artists who she's going yeah i love the movie blade runner and i go man it's my favorite movie (laughs) and so i got to do that and you're working up there and it's intense it's for it's a two-week time period and you got to kind of get things going, you get up there, and sometimes that's when you take risks or you try to develop something. I find it's, uh, this it works really well if you go up there and just go, I'm going to try to push myself in some different direction. In 95, I went to the Vermont Studio Center and that was different. It was not the same way because you had people there who were there for four months, two months, one month, and it really was a different vibe and uh, compared to Emma Lake. Emma Lake was more like you came there and you really, you got two weeks to do something, you know, and you got
0: to do it. And that's when you just became a landscape painter?
1: Well, I was a still, I was painting still lifes at that time. Uh, my BFA show was a series of, uh, at the time there were like, when I was trying to figure out what i was going to do with my, uh, degree, uh, for my BFA show. And I remember walking home from the stu- studio, was a snowstorm, and I saw power lines and I kind of dug it you know as drawing and then I did these power lines and I realized later on they kind of look like still lifes and then I started painting and it was more me learning to train my eye you know the whole you know setting up the still life and using your hand eye coordination And you sort of realize after a while you keep painting something over again all of a sudden you get a memory and, you know, you, you like a, an apple or a pit, you know, I did that sort of thing. It was more training. Kept on going, and the still lifes gave way. Probably in, in 97, I started doing some, uh, after reading about constable studies of uh, uh, skies, I started doing, like, uh, you know, storms and, like, just cloud studies. And then, then it kind of led, as I was doing those and the photographs I was using, I saw this little strip at the bottom of these darkened suburban landscapes and I thought that's really interesting and at that time I got a better camera and I started doing some th- reference material at night and all of a sudden in about 1999 I hit this sub you know the suburb suburban landscape and I just was at nighttime, and and it really just it jived and it was to me my first mature series of work I'd ever done it was interesting because I talked to friends who went to the same high school I went to and they see because I was using areas where I grew up and they totally related to it. They thought it was, you know, great. You know, they thought, like, hey, I reckon... But everybody seemed like a lot of people really kind of got into it. You know, I thought when I first did these paintings back then, I thought, who's going to like these? They're pretty dark. People had, you know, it's sort of like when you're a kid, wandering around at night on your bike, getting into trouble, that kind of thing, or just going on these... I used to always go on long bike rides with my friends at night. But they
0: were very well painted, and there was something about the light and how the light was captured that they was it was at night, but it was warm. In yeah. Saskatchewan, a warm light yeah. is very sweet. It's
1: eh? those uh, street lights, you know, and uh, you know, now they're changing. I know so I was driving down here, they're changing to those newer, and they're much whiter. I'm curious to know what they show up like on, on film, but I used a lot of reference material from the camera. So the camera, if you did some exposures, it always came out this kind of apricot-yellow color, and I kind of I went with it. And then sometimes when I got carried away with that, I sort of go out and just look with my eyes and just check it out again, because maybe I'm getting a bit too much to that orangey color, because that's the way those lights were. Because 70s, those lights were like a different type. I can't remember the word for them, but they almost, I mean, you took photographs of them. There's still a couple around back in the early 90s that were, and they're like turquoise. They're like they, if you look at old photographs, it's almost this turquoise color. And I remember in the Saskatoon, and this goes back to me going to England, and Saskatoon, everything was that turquoisey, whatever that that light was and then I went to London and flew into London at at like two o'clock in the morning or was it the and all the lights were that yellow light and then eventually that came here so I kind of that that's what sort of led to and I really sort of just started off like the of just like the old neighborhood where I grew up and these areas I knew and I went there photographed them and then took them to the studio and and changed things around or did what I had to do but uh, strange it definitely has a little bit it seems to it just definitely connects more to my youth a little bit, some of them. They sort of morphed into more urban landscapes, more like industrial area stuff, which more just at that point me trying to find more stuff to do because I pretty well worked all that, you know all the other imagery I'd done before, and I went up into the industrial area. And then after about six years, it started to lose something. You know, I was not as interested anymore. And, uh, you know, uh, as you say, my, my success rate on paintings was going down. And I was searching for something for, and I could look at the work at the last, say, you know, from about 2014 back as trying to find something new to go towards. And uh, around that time, I, I was driving back from Waska Sioux at night in uh, Prince Albert, and I had a very close encounter with a moose. And that's, that moose was a big, he was big. And, uh, f- you know, it would have been September long weekend, so he had a full rack on him. And he was huge, and I just missed him. And I, whoa, I oh, my life went past me, you know, my eyes, and it was very ephemeral, because at that time, I look in my rear mirror, I didn't see anything, and the car went by just shortly after the other way, and I thought that car was going to hit that moose, and that moose was gone. So I didn't even know if that was a real, like, and so it stuck with me. And I tried doing it a while ago, and then just, and I guess things in life change, and uh, you know, and then it, f- it comes out in the studio, uh stressful situations uh, disappear and all of a sudden i'm, I'm doing the series and i started doing it about 2014 and all of a sudden it started to click and so at this show at art placement is the first batch of the ones that i find are really of these series that are starting to really gel it's took me probably about a year or so to kind of figure it out it's also changed my technique which is nice and it's all fresh and new and i'm incorporating some different approaches which is nice it's like the i don't consider myself like i paint moose but i'm not a wildlife artist it's more like the moose is just like well it could be whatever it is but that's the trigger for me to get my hands dirty
0: i saw some of the images of it but of course the exhibition opens this weekend art placement i am interested and to talk a little bit about do you build your own stretchers uh, and, and canvases and well, or, or you just purchase them based on time now well
1: you know as you know when it came out of art school i said what am i going to do with myself i'm not going to make money from this you know I mean, hopefully sometime in the future is the wishful thinking but I said, I got to work in a frame shop, picture frame. So that's what I did for a long time. I haven't done it for now for about a a year or so, year, two years, but I'm still doing stuff. I still got the equipment in my studio, but I've been working on panels, birch panels, and uh, I I will buy them prepared or else I'll make them myself, so.
0: What are the sizes of your paintings and how long it take you to, and what is your process? You explain a little okay. bit about photograph and, yeah, and going well, out on memory. but
1: Well, research is always like, like for me now with this series, research is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, going to the library, looking up books on, because, you know, I don't see mooses that <laughs> yeah, often. Absolutely. I got to find reference material. Absolutely. So I go through, I'll go for the internet, find stuff. And then what I do is I will take those images and I will do drawings and I will either trace the, you know, images and put them in the drawings and, and, try to and create change things around i'll i'll find two images of the of two different moose but i like the legs better than that in that one image than the other one and i'll try to combine them sometimes it's just that you don't need to change too much sometimes i can't see the legs in the photograph so i gotta go you know do that and the moose are very interesting animals to try and draw because they're 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 prehistoric those things i mean uh, the weirdest things and uh, you know so that's that process and then i finally i'll get to a point where i have a drawing that i want to put on because I've learned my lesson I used to do what like you know like though what they say about Caravaggio used to paint draw right on the painting I didn't do any preliminary work and you know that was uh, problematic at times but uh, I find now I have to do all the drawing beforehand and I will graph out the you know do some stuff on the can you know to set it up and I'll do it, I'll transfer the image you know I'll draw it on or freehand but I'll, I'll maybe graph out my drawing and just to figure out where everything is and then it'll change it always changes in the process and so when I start painting, and that process can take a while, though sometimes I'll put a painting aside and not look at it for a couple weeks and then come back to it, work on another one. Or, you know, let's say, you know, I could spend, oh, I don't know about, I mean, I don't know, I never really have thought. I used to keep track just for the for interest, but I think maybe about, oh, man, it must be about 30, 40 hours maybe in a painting. Absolutely. I don't know. It's you know, I should try and keep track of that just to see. Curious. Yeah.
0: A lot of these uh, questions uh, comes up, how long it takes you to do that, what is the price and 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 again, when you're pricing a uh, a work of art, it's at times difficult because a lot of the time that is put into research and a lot of time yeah. that is into doing all those preliminary sketches and drawings in order to get to the painting. When yeah. you finish the painting 40 hours, you sell a painting for Two thousand dollar is how many months of work? Well, you know? here's the thing with being
1: an artist and selling artwork: it's also about your reputation and who you are, where you are in your career, uh, where you're selling. It's you, it'd be lovely if you could sell paintings for the time you put into them and get a good hourly payout for what you do. But you know, the problem is, is the way it works is the market. And if you're, you know, and I, I, my work is, you know, primarily Saskatchewan. You know, in Alberta, and you know, I've had you know clients outside you know the country even but it's just like i've got certain reputation uh, Any major influence in Va- tr- toronto or vancouver or anything like that uh so you know my price is going to only be so high. you know
0: so and, are you considering to move towards uh, ex- uh exhibiting your world in other galleries uh east or west
1: yeah oh yeah no that's my plan you know um are we doing that probably which i'm working on right now but right now i just you know i've My first step was, you know, this show, and then now I can go, okay, uh, you know, I want to get, move up and, uh, you know, approach other galleries outside the province.
0: How many paintings do you have for this uh, exhibition?
1: Uh, There was 10, as I remember, 10 in this show.
0: What are the sizes of the paintings?
1: They range from about 8 by 10 to about 30 by 34 inches. I've always done smaller works. Uh, this this moose series seems to be pushing me larger,
0: which well, is nice. Well, mooses are large. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you cannot put a moose in an 8x10, can you? No, well,
1: you get a little study, and uh, I, I do a little, I used to, because I was always really, I was told by a senior artist, you know, like scale is very important to an artist, and sometimes it's like some artists work really good at certain scales, and uh, I've always had trouble in large scale. So I've always worked about mid-size, you know, at 20x24, 20 scale and uh this series i'm already starting to, you know I, I think there's one in the show that's 30 by 40 and uh i definitely it's going bigger i want to go bigger it the, 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 the subject matter and also the way i'm working the materials like my old paintings uh you know the, the suburban landscapes they are very shiny surfaces i built you know i've would glaze and then i'd varnish them these are not i've uh, what i've done is to uh, uh work very matte and very uh velvety kind of surface that's so it's very
0: oil painting we're talking no it's all acrylic. acrylic yeah
1: i've never i've done a few oil oil oils but uh, no i, I think I, I saw
0: some of those there's
1: man. a few here and there uh but i just never you know i always when i was using uh, oils i always like the glaze and the glazing mediums to me just didn't agree with my lungs oh well it's, yeah. it's it's
0: very dangerous if you don't yeah. have a good a good extractor it's yeah. hard to just be working on with oils all the yeah. time indoors
1: well, oil paint alone is not the problem it is those those mediums uh you know like just oil paint i love the smell of oil paint um but now it's those mediums the and cleaners and all the yeah other you know items. i i, I add, you know it's nice it's very malleable and you can work on it over a period of you know a few days you know longer depending on what you're doing with the drying acrylics you got to make decisions kind of quickly. Uh, you can use them extenders, uh, give you a little bit more time, but uh, I have no interest in going to use oils right now. Kind of like the way, like these paintings now, like the, with using a very matte uh, appearance, uh, they sort of come across like gouache in a way, and I really like that, and it's, it's so opposite to what it, the way I used to work.
0: Have you done any human figure in your painting?
1: Uh, I've, I haven't really approached it since school days. I remember um, when I was at the Vermont Studio Center, they used to have like a uh, drop-in classes and I really went for it and tried it out and uh, I learned a lot. I learned pretty of this one uh, in Vermont. there was this artist who used to be like, I can't remember he was like the studio assistant to uh, quite a famous artist. I'm, the names just escaped me, but he was a master. He considered himself He was trained very traditionally in drawing and he showed a lot of stuff that I didn't learn back here at the university in the drawing classes. He really showed these things, and I, I always remember them. But yeah, no, I've never had the situation to do it, and I've always find uh, with my paintings once you include uh, like I've done it a couple times, but it just uh, there's something about there being nobody in this, especially the the land, the landscapes, the suburban landscapes that there's nobody in the, in the image is something about that that I kind of like, and uh, the absence, you know, except for the buildings and the park truck or anything like that.
0: And but there might be people inside those buildings. Oh, yeah,
1: the lights are on, yeah. Absolutely. The <laughs> lights are on, yeah. And with the painting the moose, that was my first time I really had to approach a figure, and uh, that took a while. So this is a big change for you. Oh, big change, yeah. It's nice. It feels like growth, you know? It's uh, when you feel like in after you go for a really good period, and then all of a sudden you start to, you know, it starts to dissipate and you're, it doesn't feel like you're just, you know, flogging a dead horse. And then to finally, you know, to hit onto something. And, you know, who knows, this series may only last a year or two or may last like the suburban landscape stuff, uh, the nighttime stuff lasted probably from 19, early, late 1999 to about 2007.
0: So have you ever felt that you don't want to paint? Oh,
1: well, I mean, uh, there's always those moments. Uh, some days you got to keep out of the studio because you go in there and you're not doing anything good. Uh, uh, most recently, uh, well, when I started doing this series of moves, and I was working on it. I developed a headache, uh, and it didn't go away. And uh, because, uh, you know, I take blood thinners from my heart valve, uh, I, you know, I didn't think much of it. I, I didn't know what was going on, and, I, you know, it got to the point, well, what happened in the end is I had a subdermal hematoma. And I collapsed, and I it was a bad situation, and uh, was in the university hospital here. And uh, and the, what happened was is that they you know I, they drilled holes in my head, relieved the pressure, and I recovered. And they said to me, you know Ian, you might find your creative energy, you know creativity, was a little bit different. And they just sort of said that. It was never really uh, said this is going to happen. But what happened was I had just came out, and during the recovery, I just even though I was starting this whole moose paintings. I had no interest in painting it just I really just I remember I even kept one of my original first tries and it was just like oh there's nothing there or just was like I just all the energy that I had towards creating things was gone and it took about two months to even finally kind of get back and the moose and I really remember going is this moose thing dead? You know, because sometimes when you you get away from something for a while, even though you're you're on the crust of something, if you get away from it, you can't explore it to the end, it'll disappear. And I was really worried about that. And but then, it was oh, about two months after getting out of the hospital, all of a sudden I felt it coming back. Like I felt
0: like the urge, like it was coming back. And so, so do you feel that this moose means something to you?
1: I always wonder, you know, like uh, uh, it's strange when I think about the whole, like when I first encountered that that moose when I counted on the highway it was a long time ago. It was like, you know, well, not that long, but six, seven years ago. And, uh, to have this happen in, the, you know, 2014 there was when I, when I got this head injury and, uh, went in the hospital and, uh, yeah, no, it was really weird as I fought. Maybe this is cause it was at that time I was just before I was even working in the studio, I had this headache and I was trying to work on it. And I just had a real issue with, uh, you know, just this headache just took over after a while. It was a dull headache. It reminded me more of, like, when you stop drinking caffeine. It wasn't, like, a really excruciating, like, you know, like in the movies, pet headache. It was just this dull, constant headache. I was really worried because, you know, I was just starting to figure out this series. And then what happened was it got delayed because of the recovery. And I think I probably would have been a bit further along if that didn't happen. But, you know, in about six months, all of a sudden, it really kicked in. And then a lot of the paintings that are in this show there's the beginning of like the last uh you know probably the last six months of last year of this uh just really kicking in and you know g- even you see the work you can see some of them or some changes in the way i approach it if anybody knows my older work they'll they'll see it right away so yeah no that was uh but yeah i know that, that headache was yeah that was a really
0: so would would you uh, are you considering just keep working with the moose for a while or during this series it's finished that most experience no no it's it's just as long as
1: I'll just doing it till it runs out you know like that's what happened with the nocturnal landscape nocturnal, yeah it's uh, it basically you you do it like I though some artists can do something their whole career and just keep doing it because they just you know just renegotiate and come back to the, the that imagery and they keep working it and working it and working it well some artists need a strategy or they or have a series and they, once that series is over it's over and uh, but there, you know, that's sort of like me. I kind of get on to something I never think of the strategy. I just go I latch on to something that will like, you know, it's like, you know, getting on the bus,
0: you know, <laughs> as long as it intrigues you yeah. and, and there's something there for you to yeah. express. What is that you want to try to tell your audiences about this moose?
1: Well, you know, I've always every a couple times I've encountered moose who have never been in their natural habitat, you know, like nowadays re, you see it on the news. They're coming into the city. Which that was unheard of like back in the 70s and 80s of a moose coming into the city in Saskatoon. But, uh, you know, I've seen him like, you know, running down a farmer's field. There's no, I expect to see him in the bush, you know. And uh, when I encountered that uh, uh, moose on the highway, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, it was getting dark. And uh, it was not in the, you know, I was just probably expecting to see the moose up in Waska Sioux, not like uh, 50 kilometers south of Prince Albert on the middle of the road. Yeah, there seem like, and I don't uh, portray them in the in the, the bush. I portray them more out in the open. Bandersk, yeah, okay. you know, because it seems like they're not supposed to be there. You know, it seems, and you see them, and they. I know there's probably, they know where they're going, but it's just like when you see them out there in the middle of the, the prairie, open prairie, it doesn't make sense. There's a few clumps of bushes here and there from the hide-in, but just, you know, you see them on the highway. It just seems to me a little bit out of, and, uh, you know, I've always inc- tried to include a little in the paintings a sense of, like, People living nearby, like lights in the distance or uh, power lines, instead of like you know the nature of things, it's more like they're you know, they're on the edge of town. You know, you can go up into the north, you know, north industrial, and they'll be down there it's the, not all the time. But I just I find it just fascinating. Maybe I connect with it some way. You know,
0: this is sort of you know in a surreal way. Yeah, like yeah, surreal. Yeah. And yeah. I saw some of the images, and actually they they look at 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 times, uh, and I'm curious to see the painting life because mm-hmm. it looks at. As you said it doesn't belong it's based on yeah but it's there yeah and it's in your face and it's yeah. sort of the main character of the paint it's not the the, the nocturnal landscape anymore it's yeah this animal that is just right there in your face
1: yeah and uh, some of them too i'm referencing artists i like and so uh, there's one that's uh, called lemieux lake which is after jean paul lemieux i was looking at his work and uh and I, I kind of was using some of his compositional devices in that painting and so it, there's, it's called Lemieux Lake but I've never been to Lemieux Lake and it's actually based on a photograph I had of Turtle Lake in the, in the, in the early spring or late spring. And uh, yeah, so there's some references to, uh, you know, like some names there. Uh, there's one like a Till Lukash painting that the Mendel has that was in the, I first saw it was a part of the collection of Peter Millard and there's this one moose painting called Attila, and that's based on that painting. I, you know, I haven't seen that painting forever, but I just thought, man, that's a, a great painting. And but well, you see
0: it all the time in your memory.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I kind of like even my, you know, the colors. I was just trying, and it was a, it's a really kind of different painting than the rest of them because the, the moose is in water, like, and uh, you know, I just uh, remember that uh, painting it was a boy. I think it was Attila Lukash painting a boy, within a reeds in the water, and it was quite something because, eh? uh, you know, back then it was. Uh, yeah, Peter Millard At that time, he's now passed, but he was a quite a force in the art community here.
0: Perfect. And, yeah. How does it feel to work in the gallery uh, to present an exhibition in a gallery that you used to uh, work? in? Know, it's years? different, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because you now have a different. Uh, you're uh, in a different place. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, I worked at Art Placement for for 14 years. Absolutely, you know? that's where yeah. I met you. Yeah, and uh, you know. And you know, f- did some changes and I left there. And then uh, now I'm kind of well. You know, our placement's changed. You know, it's uh, you know Bob and Bonnie is retired, and you know, and uh, Levi and Donald took an over. And uh, and they're they're they what's interesting about our placement right now. It's like they're it's changing, it's evolving too. You know, it's uh, you know it's nice to see. It's interesting. You know, There's a lot of stuff happening over there.
0: So tell me about this naturescape exhibition that you are. Uh, exhibiting your works with uh, Heather Klein and Nancy Lowry. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to meet them before? Have yeah, you... well, Heather Klein used to work at Art Placement the same Absolutely. time I worked there. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Which is interesting that you yeah. guys uh, are in this exhibit together. Was yeah. That, was that an approach made by the curator? Or? I don't know.
1: You'd have to ask Linda or you know or Levi, but uh, I know. It was like, I mean, Heather had been showing at Art Placement a lot long, you know, quite a while back. Yes. I think she was even showing there when I when when she still was working there for you know and then of course she's she's moved down to regina and uh, doing her thing and doing different stuff and uh, you know Nancy I always remember coming in the store buying art supplies you know how and
0: does how does your work relate to their work or if not what well, are the different I'm
1: curious I'm curious to see I mean I've seen uh, Nancy's work and uh, I don't have to see it you know like I, you know, I'm like you I want to see cuz I've I've seen the images but uh, I would like to see how it you know looks up you know it's always interesting you know I can I know the connection you know, between me and Heather because we we both went to universities around the same time.
0: How many and, how many pieces in total would be exhibited in this show?
1: Well, I'm not totally sure about that. You know, okay.
0: yeah, I think. Well, it's good that people can go and find out for well, themselves. Well, find out, as well. yeah. Yes. Come on down. So the reception would be Saturday, January 30th, and everybody's welcome from two to four p.m. They can uh, come to the opening. And the exhibition will be there uh, from January 30th to February the 25th, 2016. There's lots to to be shown and lots to be seen of your work. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you. It was good. Thank you for listening to On Frame Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook or download the podcast on On Frame on iTunes for free. This is your host Alejandro and have a great evening.